Dimes, welcome to another exciting episode of Pal with Menzi. Um, I've not done this before, but I think I should because we keep getting new listeners. Um, if you are new here, thank you for joining and I hope you become a Menzyme and a regular listener. Anyways, today we have um, an exciting guest, soon to be Esquire very knowledgeable in mental health issues as well so obviously i've given that away we're about to talk about mental health issues um in 2019 the coronavirus pandemic hit and for the most part we were forced to be indoors with our thoughts and everything and for some reason that's in my opinion that sort of gave a lot of light to mental health issues because i feel like after the pandemic i was hearing a lot of people saying they had mental breakdowns and anxiety and all sort of things and i feel like it's mostly because they didn't have a lot of distractions they were just left with their so like i've already said comes for our mental health issues and on that note i would like to introduce the ever the full but delicious always giving us um <laughs> slay. in fact i don't even know the slave mama herself the one and only Venetia. Welcome to my podcast, Venetia. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Arba. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Yeah, please, when you are listening to this podcast, put some respect on it because soon to be Esquire. We are not joking over here. Period. <laughs> please, please. Okay, <laughs> okay Venetia. So I see that you are quite knowledgeable in mental health issues because you keep posting about some seminars you've been having with some people that you keep giving us some light on it am i right about that yes yes so yeah. i became very interested in uni because law school is not a joke wow <laughs> i can imagine i think i realized that was affecting my mental health so i decided to be intentional about getting to know more about it and then yeah helping myself basically okay so um I, I I would have asked the question about this, but I want this to be like in a very chronological manner. So I'll start right from childhood. Do you think our childhood experiences affect our mental health? Like as we grow, do we think some of the experiences we have then sort of affects us? Definitely, definitely. Especially for people that had like traumatic experiences when they were younger. For example, uh, people that have been sexually abused, they were younger people that were violently physically abused it can affect mm-hmm. your later on some even verbal abuse you realize that it can affect your um, emotions how you view yourself and all these things come together to affect you later on and sadly even for some people that abuse when they are younger their brain manages to make them forget and then later in life you just remember everything again and, and something would trigger it yeah something can just trigger it and something you didn't even know you were abused and then it would just come up again mm-hmm. and that's a whole other traumatic experience that you have to deal with out yeah. so it can definitely definitely affect you growing um, up you know um in our african or should i say Ghanaian setting we are growing up in an environment where we believe in hitting your child the child goes wrong your mom will just peel us out insults not because she means it but because it's just the culture and all that i'm i'm from what you're saying i'm like is that even in school they used to beat us and all that does Mm -hmm. that um is that a tangent of like 
physical abuse, verbal abuse, and you think that most of us in African societies are sort of like have mental issues, but we don't even know because it's like the normal. Yeah, I think so. Honestly, because for me personally, my mantra has been that everybody needs to see a therapist in Africa because we all have problems. Even the things that trigger some of our like sometimes I think when I was younger, I was thinking about how um, when my child fools, I'll beat them, and then like it was normal for me because that's how I thought I would raise my child. Then I was sitting down something, and I said I was thinking like you remember when we were children, you just do something, you don't even understand what's wrong. Then your parents will beat you because yeah, yeah. they as adults know what's wrong, but you you don't even understand what's wrong. Like yeah. why is your first point of call hitting the child? Like why is that absolutely not like? Your child has not to take toxins because in their head that's what's nice. And instead of explaining to them that that's not what you do, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you insult them too. And then we too, we see it as normal. So yeah, you grow up, you are laughing about it, but we are all traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Um. So with my growing up setting, mm-hmm. my mom's hands go really quick when you do something. She's hitting you, and at a point, I think she realized that now she doesn't understand why she's hitting us so much, right? Mm-hmm. So this woman actually enrolled in the university of Ghana, actually, and this psychology, like the way we went to undergrad. And oh, she wow. Yes, and so she went to study like the whole um, four years. She went to do the whole psychology thing and everything so that she can understand why we do something. Because she realized that my sister and I were different. As Ken, as Wet alone could move me, Ken and Wet couldn't even move my sister. <laughs> So she was like, nah, she, she realized that now nah, there will be different ways of treating every child. And it's not hitting or shouting or whatever. It's not what will work for every child. So she went to study that. And I feel like that helped us a lot because then with time she doesn't understand that she doesn't always have to shout at us. She doesn't always have to beat us. And there are more, uh, there are more efficient ways to actually make your child see that they are wrong. Because she told us that the more she hits us, one day you become like Odeishi. When, they hit, when you do something, you know that the punishment is you yes. be hit. So you you sort of tell yourself that, okay, when I do something, I'll be hit. And then you do it. And that's how come we grow, knowing that something is wrong. And you know that these are the consequences. But you still go in head on because you know that's well, that is life. When you do something, something bad will happen. I mean, like I see, I actually feel like a lot of us need like psychologists to be honest. To be honest. Then now, so let's say you are, you are all grown up. But they've been beating you, they've been shouting at you, and all that. Now, at the stage where you have the phone and everything, then social media comes in. Just last mm-hmm. week, we we're talking about social media. Social media comes in, and how do you think social media is affecting us? Because I feel like it's affecting us big time. You are going through something, and everybody else seems to be happy on their social media. And you're like, why me? Yeah. I think social media, I feel like it's a pro, and then it has like pros and cons mm-hmm. because let's talk about the pros before we go to the cons for the pros it has helped with mental uh, mental health like you see people being open about like their mental health what they've gone through like sometimes Mm -hmm. i'm going through something then i'll see someone's tweet or something and it encompasses everything i'm going through i'm like how do you know that like how do you yeah it makes you feel like there are people you can relate to out there like you see someone and you're like, hey, wow. So someone is like me. So I think that helps mm-hmm. to some extent. But at the same time, like you were saying, where everybody wants to show like their best self. Because like who wants to come and write about their problems? Yeah, no one wants a pity party. Like I said last week, exactly. everybody wants to be loved with and celebrated. Mm-hmm. And then you see for that one too, 
it's exactly the same way how you'll be going through something then you're now seeing something like linkedin i feel like linkedin is so much pressure mm-hmm. you'll be going mm-hmm. through something online then somebody's talking about how they got this internship and they got mm-hmm. this job opportunity and you're like as for me they're what's up and exactly you know yourself instead of trying to get help or getting someone mm-hmm. to help you go through your feelings you'll be mm-hmm. piling yourself and downgrading yourself and insulting yourself and oh Charlie, yeah, it's not, yeah easy. it's not easy actually in fact millennial babies we are suffering on these streets it's not even easy for us oh. um there's something that has been on my mind right i am of the opinion that where we are like as african um young people or as african kids we don't get to um proper self-actualization because our culture puts a lot of um prohibitions on what we can and can't do right i'm of that opinion and i'm so my question to you right now is could feeling your full spectrum of emotions lead you to a mental breakdown um can you elaborate on that question um oh my dogs why why today anyways um like so you see like maybe your maybe you know that you, you want to um um wear like maybe skimpy clothing you want to show maybe you want to wear booty shorts you want to show your tummy you want to show full breasts you want to show you know all sorts of things yeah. and or, or maybe you want to speak a certain way you want to speak your mind a certain way but you cannot because well in this part of the country if you say things in a wrong way to an elderly person hey you are disrespectful you can't even use your left hand and you're probably a lefty and that's what's more comfortable for you but you can't so I, I'm, my question is um, if you are able to feel your like the full spectrum of emotions like maybe you, you want to just, sometimes you just want to go to the beach and lie, lie there naked because you feel like that would elaborate you like in some way and everything and you can't I feel like if you do you might end up having social break, mental breakdown yeah I think definitely stigma affects a lot of things like because all these things if you end up doing it you get stigmatized by our culture because that's what adults have been saying for a long time that our culture does not allow this blah 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 mm-hmm. and i feel like it it makes you second guess yourself because what mm-hmm. you would have done like what your instincts would say you should do you have to like double guess and be absolutely like, this call our culture does not allow that if i wear this case and something happens i feel like me. yeah i feel like it's bringing a lot of anxiety amongst <laughs> our generation because we are in a we are in a um, generation where social media has opened up to so 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 many like different cultures and stuff, and we are seeing how other people are so free to express themselves in any way they can, but we are told you can't, you can't, you can't, and so we are sort of anxious. Like yeah. this seems right somewhere, but I can't do it. Yeah, and it even puts you at like at a point where you feel like you are not even being your real self, or you are not absolutely. Being your- feel like you're yeah, a fraud because in your heart of heart you know that this is how you want to be but mm-hmm. you let me just be like this because yeah that's mm-hmm. what that says and i think yeah. that actually affects you in the long run yeah like one day one day you just feel like what's all this is it even right? and this way sometimes when you don't get help people can even like going and um, Vanessa, please, your line is breaking a bit. So I feel like when we finish recording, we'll be hearing all the breaking. So if you okay. could get to a place with better network. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you because it's really important and I want everyone to hear very well. So, okay. 
yes please it is so i was saying that i think that something like this in the long run can even affect how you view yourself because at a point you might even feel like you're a fraud reasons why people want to end everything end it like suicide like then then i'll be done with it like i'll just at least i'll be free i'll not be going through whatever i'm going through i'll not have to second guess myself i'll not absolutely what in whatever way i feel like also it brings a lot of regrets amongst us like you know this is this is who you want to be with your full chest and then you go in doing it then when you finish you go and see someone saying that mm, this thing is bad but you know your heart you've done is then now you start to regret things you've done that you actually shouldn't be regretting mm-hmm. and even i feel like sometimes our parents no not even but yeah i feel like our parents generation sometimes seeing how life has changed makes them a little like i don't know if it's afraid or i don't know the right way like they don't want to see you doing what they didn't have the chance to do it's like yes yes no i you know i feel like it all boils down to what we are saying about the societal thing it's like in their hearts because they were not allowed to do it it's wrong so don't do it yeah and i feel like like, mm question the reasons for some of the cultural things anymore i think our generation is doing a good job with that like we've started mm-hmm. questioning okay so you post it wrong why why is it wrong? exactly exactly why is it wrong and so for me i feel like all these things that i feel like there are certain types of um mental health issues and so i from what i've been reading on so that we can have this i can have like a sensible conversation with you i feel like all we've spoken we've spoken about from our childhood and our society we are getting into mood disorders anxiety disorders eating disorders and ptsd post-traumatic stress disorder that's why people don't know that an eating disorder is like a mental health issue i didn't even know it till i read it it is because most people if you think about it why are people eating a certain way why are they either overeating or why are they of how they want to test it for people that are like mm-hmm. they make anorexia they feel like they are fat like they mm-hmm. feel like their body is not what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. why is that it's mainly like it's mm-hmm. in their mind because that's yeah. how their mind is in themselves to be like they are not perfect you need to look mm-hmm. a certain way this way or people Absolutely. that even know like an eating disorder like they are going through emotional things and they feel like the best thing or what can come for them is food and that's yeah. all that boil down to how your mind is making you perceive a certain situation yeah i was going i was going to ask you about if there are signs of mental health issues like would like as i'm sitting here how would i know i have mental because the last time i don't know if you remember when i was doing adulthood as a scam i spoke about how um jesse and i if you guys remember my guest jesse we spoke about how we can send someone a text message and then you'll be wondering if you said the right things or didn't say the right things and all that and i told her that i thought that was anxiety from our side because we, we, why should we finish having a conversation and go and sit down read through the whole conversation and start wondering if we said the right things or not and so i'm like are there signs of mental health disorders that like we can actually you know see and feel like oh this is the time for me to go and see someone i need a therapist or something i don't know would there be some yes. signs it, there will be and it's different for everyone it's not like mm-hmm. one size for human beings vary. But then mm-hmm. there are popular ones that you realize that oh, this is happening over a long period of time. Then mm-hmm. 
to be like I should try and take a step and see someone. And also you need to decide that sadness is not the same as depression or depressed or because mm-hmm. one of the most popular things that you hear like right now in our generation that I'm depressed or I'm I have yeah. depression or whatever. And Some people are just sad. People mix it up with sadness. And it's not the same thing because sadness is normal and it's normally short term. But depression can go for years and years. Mm-hmm. And like there's no end inside for some people and so they see help. i'm so excited you said this because i feel like we throw depression around like this generation throws depression around like very easily i'm feeling depressed i'm feeling depressed and i feel like sometimes it's difficult to um distinguish between the two because you are in so much pain you feel like you could not even want to eat or anything sadness can also do that right but you feel like no this is depression because i don't want to eat i don't want to talk i just want to be in my corner I was listening to a psychologist and he was saying that sometimes even like regular people that don't have mental health issues can have like depressive episodes. So you can be depressed for a short period of time, but it's not clinical depression, which is what they normally, that's normally the long period of time where like you have to see a therapist or you need medicine mm-hmm, to help mm-hmm. depression. So I was like, oh, okay, that also makes sense. So maybe yeah. if I feel... In my academics over a long period of time you can see that like that can actually make you depressed for some time yeah and it might not be the same as the clinical depression where the psychologist will actually mm-hmm. have to take you through some steps and whatever okay but then, i think i went off tangent you were asking about like um signs signs that you might have you know that you need to see someone i love let me say this real quick before we continue i love um in, um talking to you guys that are in law school or something because anytime we go off tangents you guys know exactly what we're talking about and you know we've gone off tangents so you can easily take us back because normally a lot of us will forget that this is actually what we're talking about so i'm just shouting out all my esquires period okay let's continue <laughs> <laughs> okay i think one of the most popular signs would be you realize that you lose interest in something that you used to really like Mm. personally i really used to like reading story books but for a long period of time even like currently i haven't wanted to read in a while mm-hmm. like you realize that you don't even, you are not interested it's something that you really used to like it can be something as little as watching movies or even cooking for some people they really used to love cooking but they mm-hmm. realize like you realize that nowadays it's not even in you you don't even feel any motivation to do what you love that's normally um a sign that there's something happening that's making you feel that way and maybe you should try and figure it out or help yourself mm-hmm. point out that yeah, this is what it is another sign could be that um, you've realized you started isolating yourself and that's different from introverts there are people that are introverts that they don't really yeah in, in like large crowds but then this particular one you're isolating yourself more than usual so mm-hmm. for someone like him Benzema, I think I can fairly say that you're an extrovert or maybe an ambivert. I'm an ambivert, actually. Yeah. So where you need to be extroverted, you can be, yes. So yeah. for someone like that, if you realize that now, you, you, you can't even do your extrovert self. You can't mm-hmm. be yourself when it's necessary. And you're always isolating yourself. You want to be alone. You don't mm-hmm. want to be around anybody that's also a sign so maybe okay then before we continue i think a lot of people don't know ambivert is because anytime i saw pam and ambivert they are wondering what's that so guys please an ambivert this could be a word for the day actually or maybe not i'll think about it but an ambivert is someone who is an introvert and an extrovert so for a lot 
for a lot of people everyone just sees me as an extrovert but there are lots of times where i'm just really quiet even in the midst of people i don't want to talk to them or anything and it's not because i'm going through anything or whatever i'm just in that mood at that time and it's not even a mood swing or anything it's just also it's just also a part of me there are some times where i just want to be indoors in fact i, I can be indoors like those who know me well know that i i don't like going out i can be indoors like for a whole year and i wouldn't i I wouldn't want to go out and it's not even a big deal for me but if i do go out then i'm not going to be quiet period that's what i'm is. so vena please continue with your signs so i think for some people too um it can have physical manifestations apparently i this one i i researched on it and i realized that it can I might actually have felt that at a point in time, but I didn't understand. But yes, apparently a symptom would be unexplained pains or body aches. That, oh, like, wow. No, like you go to the hospital, they'll do like, they'll search <laughs> or they'll search, and then there's, there's nothing wrong with you from the physical point of view. But then apparently it can actually, like your my mental illnesses can actually have an effect on your body. So I have... um my hairdresser mm-hmm. on campus this woman is always going to the hospital do you know why when she watches like you know like health talk on tv and those things then her mind plays tricks on her mm. that she's also That's feeling true. the same symptoms absolutely then she goes to the hospital and the doctor will tell her not to go and watch those things again because the doctor realized that she was coming too often so the doctor realized mm. that it. so they asked her that does she watch those things she said yes and they told her to stop. And this is somebody that when I see, I feel she's sick. That because she actually looks sick and everything. She will be slow, everything. But she'll be like she just left the hospital. And they said there's nothing absolutely wrong with her. And yeah. okay, this is moving me to something else. In this part of the world, like Africa mostly, when we are having mental health issues or people, we see other people having mental health issues. Our first point of contact is to say spiritual. Yeah. And. <laughs> that is very serious because that is how people end up committing suicide and all that and but you know it's i don't know if we don't hear the cases or what but i feel like suicide rates in ghana is low or we just don't hear about it so it's actually increasing um i saw an article this year where the, the apparently there's a mental health um organization operating ghana it's by the government but yeah they are not really doing a good job with <laughs> <laughs> with what their duties are by year. There was an article when they said that between last year and this year, the number of suicide cases has increased or attempted suicide cases has increased. So, yeah, it's just that the journalists are not covering it enough, but it's actually increasing. Then they really the- should because it's something that really needs to be put out there. Because in my mind, I'm like, because we think it's spiritual, we just go to church and we'll always be praying whilst you are going through serious mental issues, but because of the prayer and stuff. You feel comforted in Christ and all that, which is a good thing. But I was thinking that that is what is probably saving us from the suicide. But also in this generation, we are lots of people are moving further away from God. So I can understand why the rates are increased. Not that I'm saying if you have mental health issues, say spiritual and pray or go and look for help. Or, but this one too is there. Yes. Yeah. With mental health and Christianity, it's like there's a fine line because sometimes. Um, just knowing that there's a God that listening to you, there's someone that actually cares mm-hmm. about you, about your well-being, can help mm-hmm. a lot. But yeah. they, sometimes it's very isolating because the person's mind is telling them that nobody loves them. Even though, from the Christian perspective, God loves you, 
you that's mm-hmm. not what you're thinking about at the moment so sometimes you need to see like a physical person yeah a health professional like a therapist and that's also another problem in like the right now i was going to do something i feel like i don't want to go and see a therapist because people think i'm mad that stigma that's going to see a therapist will come with a loan yeah which is why like we need people to help destigmatize mental health and like that's why ngos are coming up i've realized that a couple of ngos are coming up i'm volunteering with one called africa's mental health matters we deal mainly with educating people about mental health issues. oh that's great i would actually like to join such an ngo in fact that's one of the reasons why i like someone like abena koko because she's making mental health seem okay like you can have bipolar or whatever it is and still be somebody and still do something it shouldn't be something that makes you feel like you are less of a person that's why i like her for that because i feel like lots of the celebrities have mental health issues they just don't want to bring it up because of the stigmatization it will come with it takes one step it takes one person to speak up about it and people will realize that they are not alone and they can also speak about it but yeah in this part of the world yeah anything about Um, the fact that and a developed country like usa at the point stigma was really high then then you will be thinking about africa and be saying that so we what time will we actually get to destigmatize it and then absolutely because when i was in um junior high school there was a girl that i don't know whether it was um, high fever or bipolar because it happened again later in her shs but she and people were stigmatizing her saying she was a witch i thank god even at that age i knew not to in fact my mom told i came to tell my mom told me that no she's actually going through something mentally and i was like and everybody shunned her and she she was bringing pastors and things to the school i'm provoked so i can imagine and people were saying she was a witch and stuff that's what happens in this part of the world you're going through something really serious and then we'll all be saying that mm, this girl i'm scared of her she's probably a witch look how she's behaving doesn't even make sense because this is somebody who was cutting her clothes off her body mm. and it looked very and then there were things on her body to like i don't know it just looked sort of and she went to shape all her hair herself you know things that we would describe as witchcrafts and i can imagine why I'm, and i'm sure if someone else was going through something at that time mm-hmm. you do not bring do not say anything because a hey, who should I should come and talk so i do come and say i'm also a witch yes. you get yes absolutely yeah and you know Vene, since we are talking about assistance and stuff i want to ask do you think our educational system since that is what's even drove you to get so much interested in this do you think our educational system is sort of driving a lot of youth into mental disorders yes then please you are breaking okay. again you are breaking okay. again okay can you hear me yes please i can so seeing that yes i absolutely i think that the educational system actually affects our mental health because there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure to be the best mm-hmm. If you go to uni, everybody's like, try and get a first class, try and get a first class. Mm-hmm. And the back of your head, and then you see, you do your best, you go and write your exam, then you get some grade that reflects mm-hmm. the effort you put into it. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, like, so I'm a failure. After everything I've tried, everything I've done, I'm a failure. Or, like, that's what your mind will be telling you. Even though in actual fact, you're not a failure just because yeah. you're academic. And but, it's yeah. like, our educational system sort of just um um 
um, examines our intellectual capacity in the way we write. It doesn't do anything practical. And if I'm not, if I'm a good orator and I'm not a good writer, that means that I'm going to fail. If I'm good with my hands and I'm not good with speaking or writing, that means I'm going to fail. And it makes people yeah true and poor absolutely and that's where that's also come back to the fact that we are not even realizing our full potentials as human beings because all we know is right true forget poor that kind of mantra that we've all been going through with one thing about me is if i'm going to write an exam and i don't understand what i've read i can never write and some teachers want you to produce their word word for word like why can't i just write it in my own words and give the same idea Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't, it's I don't crazy. Yeah, and I don't know. Some of the test. teachers, some of the teachers actually think that they have to give you difficult questions. It's like they are setting you up to fail, and I don't know why. Like they want you to fail so that they know that yeah, I'm wicked. There are people that they see it because I feel like it's like the educational sector. Mm-hmm. Aren't you trying to make people succeed? Why are you flourishing in people failing? Like, Absolutely. We had, we had a lecture that used to tell us that yeah, um, he brought some questions and some students fainted. And I'm like, so you're happy. Okay, so how mm-hmm. is this going to add money to your pay? Like, how are you happy? Exactly. About- hmm. Anyways, I want to move to something else. I saw you post um about teachers and their mental health, right? And for me, it made me think wider that not only teachers, like in our jobs, like in jobs generally, when your job, you know, sort of um, um, start making you get mental health disorders and stuff. Like, I, I can imagine when you said teachers, the first thing that my mind went to was like, maybe they, they don't have proper pay right now, double track. So they don't even have vacations and stuff. But like generally, in terms of any kind of job, I'm wondering how like it can affect our mental health. Or oh, even your work environment. Like mm-hmm. if, for people that have like toxic work environments, like your your boss is let her the very simple example that most women can relate to. Your boss that's attracted to you that's stressing you out. Absolutely. You're like anxious to go to work. You're anxious to be in the same office with the person but then at the same time you need a pay so you can't mm-hmm. just quit if you don't have another job something like that can just give you anxiety and it will be a long it will be for the long run because that's where you are working you can't say you're not going to go to work every single day that you're supposed mm-hmm. to be so something like that can easily give you anxiety if you absolutely have another example about how Af- i did you understand african aunties and talking about people's <laughs> ways and things yeah and if you have people like that in your office and you're already body conscious and every day mm-hmm. they're telling you, hey, you've lost weight or oh, mm-hmm. you weight too. Like, you will not even be happy to go to the office. Yeah. And you stressed out about being in that yeah. And you can't even run away because, again, sure, you need the money. It's just, it's very, very easy for your work environment to Oh, these dogs, guys, forgive my dogs, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. I don't know what's going on right now. But anyways, I'm moving on to, um, oh, I was going to say something. Okay, I can't remember what I was going to say, but back to societal pressures. Like, 
um okay. how can you know, I, I remember it actually so for, for like we were talking about women for men i feel like you can come with promotions and stuff like you are working your ass off just to make ends meet for you and your family because you are the head of the house or whatever and then now you are not getting promotion you are not getting promoted sorry you're not getting promoted or anything i feel like that can like move you to get some serious mental health issues because mm. imagine or in, in africa too it's not only your your wife your wife and your children your wife's mother your wife's father your wife's father's father you know all that it's poverty death all these things can actually really lead people to be suicidal and actually the suicidal rate in men is higher than women because if you think about it women are more likely to be open about what they are feeling exactly to, like push now it look down. at the over here that will tell you bear me soon yes a man that... doesn't cry you what, I don't what know would you do but it's a very foolish thing like why i feel like one of the best ways to relieve yourself from any form of mental stress is stress is tears yeah tears help like crying actually helps it really does yeah moving on to these aunties and uncles those useless ones that will see you and see hey now won't worry <laughs> all those things are affecting actually women so yes. like once a woman gets to a certain age she's panicking mm-hmm. how would society see me? i have lots of friends that say things like i have others that don't agree but i have friends that also say things like hey um if by 30 you're not married yes yeah, no good though, and all that and in my mind i'm like why is it no good it's like, because well one society yeah, because we feel like the younger you are, the more <laughs> I don't even know. I, I agree with that. I agree with that, but I feel like that's unnecessary pressure shouldn't be there. Yep. And if it happens for like... you early, cool story. Oh. If it doesn't happen for you early, cool. Story. If it never happens for you, or you don't want it. That should also be fine because we are all different and we all have different preferences. But nope, they want all of us to toe one line, and that's what to drive lots of people crazy. And I always got that case with a lady that was crying, a very young lady, and she was in level 100. And so after she left, my friend came to talk to me and asked my friend, oh, I was the girl crying. Her boyfriend that is in level 400 is beating her in her room on campus, and she doesn't want to leave the boy. I said, hey, how in the world do you think it's okay to be in level 100, dating a 400 person who is beating you, and you don't want to leave the person because you are scared if you leave him, he'll do something worse to you. And this is somebody who just came into a new scene of university. You know how this university can get overwhelming for people? Yeah. And this is the kind of experience she's going yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There are a lot of... I, I feel like if you sponsor our health, it's so much. I'm coming to come to solutions. Do you think government's policies can help champion mental health? Like, reduce the number of mental health issues we are facing and stuff? I mean, I think something like um, education, like destigmatization, like mm-hmm. they are in the education, education from an early age because, because even children as young as class three, some of them have mental health issues, but they have no one to talk to because and they don't even know how a name to put to it because mm-hmm. Ghana is like hush hush. If you talk about it, if you say, Oh, you are hearing voices, then you are mad. I think, um, another good, um policy would be having actual therapists in school mm-hmm. because sometimes the people that are there is like teachers and the teachers don't care yeah <laughs> like, absolutely there are few teachers that actually care about you that do help with what you are going through but a therapist 
is actually educated mm-hmm. for what you are going through. So having actual licensed therapists in schools, even if they are not there every day, at least once a week, yeah. it would really I, help. I feel like um, whether we are getting like mental health signs or not i feel like it would be i don't know if i even me i want to even do what i'm about to say but i feel like it would be nice for when you are growing as early as class one class two class three they make you go and see a therapist like once in a week just to make sure that you are okay but i'm also wondering could that not actually lead you to get mental health issues i'm wondering i don't think so i don't think so at all i feel like it will just it will even help you get used to talking about your issues and your problems, I feel like it will help you develop emotionally better than yeah. we that we don't sometimes even it took me a long time to learn how to tell my friends that I'm having like when I have problems because mm-hmm. you've been raised to be quiet about talking about the bad yeah. friends don't tell us when they are going through maybe financial issues. Yeah, see, personally, I'm not cutting you short, but personally. I, I don't like talking to my friends about my issues. Not because I don't know how to talk about my issues, but because I just prefer to talk to my mom because I feel like she'll give me the best advice because I don't know what experience my friends are bringing to the table. So for me, that is me. And I feel like our parents don't do a good job with normalizing us talking to them because mm-hmm. friends can actually lead you astray and actually make your problem worse yeah. with their advice. For me so, personally, I think having different points of views help absolutely absolutely i agree your mom your mom would have like a more adult or like absolutely and then your age mates would have like okay so i'm not the only one thinking in this chain of thought or okay yeah i'm the one that i'm thinking like differently Mm -hmm. so So, i feel like both sides would help definitely yeah for me for me i just find I just find like one person who is my age means that I feel like is wise enough because to be honest, some people you talk to them and you yourself, you know that they don't have anything proper to offer you. And I know people who are going to talk to the wrong people and this has led them in like some serious ditches. Yeah, definitely. Me, luckily, God has really blessed me. in that Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I feel like I'm blessed too, but I don't know. I'm just, I'll just rather not because you know people are also very and i think another reason why some people don't want to talk about their issues with their like with their peers is because some people have loose mouths yeah exactly because it's not everything you want everyone so the person might actually give you good advice but you hear other people talking about you and not even in the best light even if that's not what the person intended so i feel like that's where my um comes from yeah like where my um reservation about talking to too many people comes from so yeah there's that too that's very valid, definitely. Very, very yeah. valid. So, yeah. yeah. Venetia, do you have any other thing you want to add about mental health that I didn't cover? Mm, I think we covered most of it, but yeah, the last thing is like, don't be afraid to ask for help. If you're afraid to talk to your parents, you're afraid to talk to your friends, try and see a therapist. If you need any good therapy or therapist suggestions, you can just hit me up. I'm sure Araba will give you my details. I don't have a problem with giving you an actual therapist that you can see people that okay but then what about you put your because i don't know all the listeners personally so Mm -hmm. what about you put maybe your instagram out there or something so they can dm you or something i feel like that would be best yeah my instagram is nesha underscore q i think so (laughs) n-e-t-i-a underscore q q yes Yes. okay guys so nesha underscore q 
So if you have any question, like further, you want to follow up, or is right, it's Nesha underscore Q. Or if you type Benesha Quagrin, it will come. But Nesha underscore Q is right. And if you have any further questions or you want to see someone and you don't know who to see, if you know me personally, you can come to me. I'll link you to her. Or if you don't know me personally, you can just enter her DM. She's ever ready to help, actually. Very ready to help. Venetia, we are so, so grateful to have you here. Do you want to put us on some French? (laughs) I beg you. Why are you begging me, my dear? Didn't we do French together? What's the thing? Don't fall down, hand. Oh, your next week's self is not even allowing us. It's not allowing us. It's God that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Today's word of the day, because we have Esquire here, um, I'm going to use a big word. I hope I pronounce it right. The word is egregious. Yeah, egregious. It's spelled E-G-R-E-J-I-O-U-S. And it means obviously or noticeably bad. So if your mental health issues are egregious, please seek help because it's very, very important. Okay, today Venetia has refused to speak French on the podcast. I don't know if I'm in the mood to speak French. I'm thinking about my mental health because it's urgent and it's real. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel like speaking someone else's language right now. I'm sort of in my head about all this. I'm also trying to put together all the information we just had. I hope this podcast helps someone. And Venetia, we are so grateful for you here. We hope you come back again with something fresh on the table. We can't wait. Bye, love. Bye. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Bye, Menzymes. Peace out.